Hello, I'm Nathaniel, and welcome to The Descent into Illumination. What up, y'all? Just Nathaniel, just chilling here. Got a new setup, so hopefully it's a little bit more uh, sustainable audio quality. Um, it's only temporary, I hope, until I get my desk, but good news, everyone. I finally brought my bed over to my new house, and I am absolutely ecstatic about it because, in reality, there's nothing really better than being able to sleep in your own bed, and there was nothing wrong with uh, uh, my roommate's bed that he gave me and everything like that. It just, you know, it, it, it wasn't my bed. And um, Toast might make an appearance or two on this episode. He is currently licking my face. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I'm just going to try and barrel through with it because I do believe, you know, kind of the homeschool quality of having a, uh, oh, don't lick that toast, <laughs> uh, of a podcast because it's, you know, it's the way you don't get with, you know, produced media and everything like that. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect. And I think that also kind of goes with my obsession with lo-fi in general you know kind of that the imperfections is what makes something perfect uh it really reminds me a lot of uh this concept in uh japanese culture where you have like a broken piece of pottery or something right and uh you uh fix it by um melding it together with gold again and to take the beauty of the highlights of that imperfection um i really do think that's you know what makes life because I don't know about you, but I'm not perfect. My life's not perfect. I've never experienced a perfect life or anything like that. I don't think many people uh, or really have any things that have been truly ever perfect, right? So I really think that that's, but that's what makes life. That's what makes the experience. And that's what makes um, no two existences the same, really. It's because of those differences and those imperfections, you know? Uh, if everything just went quote unquote according to plan or something like that, oh, you know, that doesn't sound like necessarily a fun time to me. Um, you know, sometimes I really wish things went just according to plan. You know, take for example, um, potentially going to Tonga. You know, that didn't go according to plan. I'm not going to Tonga, so uh, we'll see. You know, that's but that's again, that's what makes life. I actually just uh, did an interview for a new country though, uh, Georgia. Um, and I think that would be fascinating to go to this place of in history, you know, at this crossroads. You know, it's, it's been so many different and, and underneath so many different kingdoms. You know, it's towards the end of the Silk Road. It's this great liminal place. And, you know, quote unquote, as me as someone living here in America in the, you know, in the 21st century and everything like that, you know, uh, I, I have this vision of <laughs> uh, Georgia as kind of like this old world place, right, where... You know, East meets West is it's right underneath Turkey, but is a strong um, Greek Orthodox tradition. So, you know, there's a, a very strong Islamic population in the North, but there's this very conservative Greek Orthodox culture that permeates through um, a lot of the culture in the country itself. So, I don't know. We'll see, you know. I hope this goes according to plan. You know, but uh, we'll see. Well, I'm not 100% sure. You know, things are out of my control. I'm just going to do everything I can for it, though. You know, that's what you do. You try. You try to manifest these different things in life. Um, but I wouldn't be leaving for at least until next year or so. I still have, whew, there's time. I don't know, plenty of time for it to go right, plenty of time for it to go wrong. Um, plenty of time for me to cuddle toast, because, god dang, I love this toast. Uh, he's so cute. Now he's just sleeping and smiling, and I have no idea what he's doing. I really don't know what he's doing, but he's adorable. You know? So, 
I was really, 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 really thinking hard the past few days. I really haven't had an episode idea. You know, usually I have a concept that I want to go into. And, uh, you know, I kind of, uh, the past few days have been thinking, oh, do I want to do this? Do I want to do that? And nothing's really, really stuck home to me. I could continue Logos. That's always something that I have to do at some point. I still think there's so much to tap into right there. But that doesn't feel where I'm at right now, so I don't want to necessarily continue with that narrative at this point. So what do I do then? I don't, you know, what 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 is it that I should be talking about? And you know, it was kind of in that whole process of thinking day by day. Oh, I want to talk about this. Oh, I want to talk about that. That I really realized how interesting it was to me the fact that every day. I want to talk about something different. I haven't had a day yet so far where I've wanted to talk about the same thing twice. And how that fundamentally, you know, it's going to, one, it's going to change your perception intrinsically because whatever I end up talking about on today is what media you're consuming via this podcast at least, right? And what I'm producing as well. So I don't want to say it's not changing me too. It's because it's what I'm producing as well. And that intrinsically is a new experience. And on top of the new experience, you know, it's uh, a way of venting in me for emotionally processing things as well and intellectually processing things as well. So really trying to you know, get ideas out there and really trying to cognitive them is way different than just the internal monologue that I have going on. So it made me thinking, what is this? Why, 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 why is it that every day it's, oh, I should talk about this, this, or that, like uh, inclusion or um, logos again, or um, the responsibilities of you know transitioning into a semi-functioning adult, into a functioning adult, right? You know, all these different things. And, you know, it's never just one simple thing. I think the biggest takeaway that I have from it is by... In, no matter who you are, there is one thing that unites all of us, at least on this earth, um, unless you're actually, it's not entirely true because when I was um, in my meth uh, abuse, the days kind of ran together and it wasn't just one day. It wasn't just one day for me. It was how long could I stay awake? But for anyone who uh, observes the normal, quote unquote, normal, I should, I shouldn't have to emphasize that but it's important to emphasize um 24 hour day you know that we experience here on earth um taking it day by day you know each day is its own individual thing you could be completely concerned um with um some project you're working on or some big life event that's going to come up um in the future but intrinsically you're still having a different day experience each day you know you can have the same exact dinner even potentially you know maybe you're having a ham sandwich right you're having a ham and cheese sandwich on white wonder bread um shout out to the person who knows that reference um (laughs) i'm looking forward to seeing you again here um at the end of summer um you know when you when you have that routine you're still having i mean each time that bread's going to be another day older it might be a little bit more stale that ham's going to be a day older maybe it's going to give you some food more illness um you know but you know the weather is not going to be exactly the same both days your position on earth isn't even going to be exactly the same on both days you know so you have 
I don't think that it's possible to completely recreate the same events, um, cognitively at least, um, or especially unconsciously, um, when you're living a day-by-day -day life. Not even when you're living a day-by-day -day life, but even if you are obsessed with that future tripping or past tripping, whatever it might be. Um, I really do think that the, your, the subject, so your perception is going to change every single day. Um, and that's where I do, and I'm not necessarily a huge believer of linear timelines, but for the most part, and this is something that I really want to say is going to be a very subjective thing. I think that the growth of perception is a fairly linear thing. And, in the, and I'm going to say it in the sense of this that take for example you are friends with someone then you learn they did something horrible and your perception changed of them one day but then you learn that the next day that they did that horrible thing because they were held at like oh no they were held hostage at gunpoint or something like that you know just something crazy far, far outlandish and now your perception of them has changed you can see this quote-unquote linear transition you know, um, this growth of perception it has gone from one extreme to the other, um, from uh, love potentially to um, abhorrent feelings to sympathy. So you're going to have this this change. So it, maybe I'm maybe what I'm trying to say is the change of perception is quote unquote linear. You can kind of count on that. And I think that it is exemplified when you attempt to live your life on a day-to-day -day basis, or if you live your day life on a day-to-day -day basis, I do think that that becomes intrinsically, um, oh, I'm right here right now. This is my perception. This is where I'm at. So you try to have the grounding of that singleness of focus in the moment. But in reality, you know, everything is, you know, slightly changed or changed a lot. I think that actually, if you are significantly um, obsessing about the future, about one certain thing or the past or any X factor variable thing any you know you're obsessing about that um and taking yourself out of the present moment you actually might um have a much more stable change of perception because of this one thing and this singleness of focus on this, on this one thing so you might not necessarily be going through um completely radical day-to-day -day transitions because of that because of that um inherent distraction um so that's a oh thanks for farting toast oh my god what did you? Oh, I know what you ate. I fed you. Oh my! Whew. Oh, I am so happy you're not here right now. This is. Oh, whew. oh, oh, that's not good. Oh, that is not. What? I you. Okay, so, um, a little fair warning here. I uh, I walked him earlier tonight, right? And I'm like, I know you got to poop, dude. You got to poop. It come. It's got to come out at some point. Um, usually he's poops once or twice on my walks, actually. Um, and I hadn't taken him out for a while, so, you know, he did his business, he peed and everything like that, and I'm just walking, and he just won't poop. I don't know why he wouldn't poop, because of that just nasty thing that died in his butt, and that just came out in the form of gas. Woo! I think it's dissipated at least a little bit here, but I'm gonna have to burn some incense, and, you know, maybe even just cleanse my entire... I just showered, too, so I feel like I'm a little dirtier now, so we'll, we'll deal with that, and, uh, not when I'm in the middle of recording an episode. <laughs> but to get back to the point... Um, sides, side intrusions included. Um, I'm really 
really find that as an interesting dichotomy because the more you, you're essentially you're trying to be present in theory at least in my in my head my head wants to tell me that no your perception just stays where it's at but you know you're intrinsically going from one moment to another that can include a completely different perception change that's really cool to think about actually because i'm like well and then that just and that's then i then i rationalize it right with oh that's going with the flow you know, that's what the whole saying is. Oh, I'm going with the flow. And so I'm right here right now, even with my perception. Um, and so, and intrinsically, growth and the pursuit of enlightenment or, this, or the descent into illumination, hey, selfless, shameless plug, um, is this continued series of actions. Now, what I don't know... And I guess this really would be what school of thought you would belong to is if say, let's say enlightenment is real for the sake of this conversation, whether you believe it or not, don't care. Um, for the sake of this, 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 uh, what am I trying to say? This, this question. If you're enlightened or you're illuminated to a truth, do you, do you no longer undergo a shift of perception? Because, so take for example for Nirvana. Nirvana is essentially whatever the opposite of this is. This existence is ever, this everything. So I, it's literally outside of my perception. It's, just, it's the exact opposite of this. It's like trying to think of like, what, is a, what does a fourth dimensional object look like? I don't know. I can look at its shadow, but I have no idea what the hell the actual object looks like. Because it just is another freaking right line going out of the right. I'm looking at the corner of my room right now. I'm like, there's another right line coming out of that. I don't, con I just can't cognitively understand that in this perception. I don't know, man. Maybe if we all just did DMT or ayahuasca, we'd just be like, oh, I see the, the next right line. I don't know. I don't know how that works. So if it's the opposite of this, and it, even if the ability just to be, you know, that's what my stated goal in life is. And I'm getting closer and closer to a point where maybe I might re re revisit what that actual goal is. But, you know, still at this at this junction, at 14 minutes into my podcast um, episode of whatever the hell this title ends up being, it's still my stated goal. Um, do you? Does your perception no longer change? I mean, does enlightenment mean omnipotence? Because that's the only way I've been able to, at least by just talking through this right here, right now, uh, kind of understand how your perception could not change. Because you'd have to know literally everything all realities, all dimensions, all whatever, anything that's within cognitive thought and not and things that I can't perceive, you'd have to have that understanding to not have your perception change, right? Because a perception change intrinsically is just learning of new information. You know, it's just a simple process. You know, I don't know if it's necessarily a simple process. I don't want to I don't want to simplify because sometimes a perception change could be a really hard thing to under, undergo and uh be a really painful experience to undergo actually sometimes to change your perception is a really hard thing and really even if it's for the betterment of your mental health or your physical health or whatever that is like to believe like a perception change for me example is learning that i was worth it and that i loved and that i'm not alone and i don't have to be alone and that i don't have to be the sacrificial um lamb if you will you know learning that i've deserved happiness that actually was a really painful 
um, perception change to undergo, and I really didn't want to acknowledge that at first. You know, I really wasn't looking at that and being like, you know what I want to do? I want to learn how to love myself. Eventually, I got to that point, and eventually, I was very excited when I got to that point. Actually, I was like, hey, this is actually something I want. But first, for that, you know, I first had to stop doing math, for example. I really didn't want to stop doing math. Uh, you know, I was an addict. Or still am an addict, don't get me wrong. Um, little, another little uh, thing I just want to say real quick while I actually just said that. Um, the coming up in a few days here, I'm actually uh, receiving my uh, fifth year of sobriety. I don't know how to feel, but I'm very happy about that. I am very, very happy, and I very feel very proud of that. And I don't want to underscore that. Because it makes me actually a little bit more emotional than I care to admit. Um, I gotta be a brother to my sister again. I gotta be a son to my, to my parents, you know? I gotta eventually... Adopt this lovable fart machine that I love to death. I miss my other dog, don't get me wrong, but I still love this dog to death too. And I wanted to just say to people that recovery is possible. That you can come from this place of self-mutilation, self-sabotage, addiction, uh, self-hatred, not believing your worth in all these things. And it is possible for you to discover that you are worth it, that you are not alone, that you are loved, and to change your behaviors into a healthy, healthy manner. It doesn't matter what you're suffering from. I don't care. I don't care what you're suffering from. Emotionally, mentally, you can recover. Now, it gets a little bit trickier with some physical ailments, you know, like I've done certain damage to my brain that I will never be able to undo. I've forever changed my perception. Hey, full circle. Um, and that you can treat that. I don't want to I don't want to say that you can necessarily recover for that. You know, people die of disease all the time. Eventually, all of us here are probably going to die of some disease or another. That's just how a lot of people die. So I don't want to say it's it, you can recover from everything. I don't want to create that false illusion. Um, but you can take the appropriate actions and the appropriate steps to grow and to change and to become a better person regardless of your circumstances. A lot of that does have to do with your perception and your attitude and what you can control and your reactions. And you can get to a point where you can learn to first believe that there is a possible way for you to perceive yourself as worth it then it's possible for you to start perceiving that hey you know maybe not today but tomorrow maybe i'll be worth it and, and like you know i'm not really feeling great right now but you know i don't deserve this i deserve a little bit better maybe oh oh do i love myself Ooh, not yet Ooh, scary 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 but i deserve better and then you can go, well, wow, I love, actually, kind of do love myself some of these days. Not every day. Not every day. I, I, I do love myself. I'm a decent human being. I'm trying my gosh darndest. You know, strapping up the boots and uh, getting to work on myself, you know. I have, uh, I have a really good friend of mine. Um, she struggles with eating disorder um, and some other traumas as well. And uh, she, you know, not 
not too recently, but in the past, she, she finally came up to me about her bulimia and everything like that. And just seeing the growth that she has undergone into transitioning into learning how to love herself and that she's worthy about her. And, you know, even when she falls back on some unhealthy behaviors, that's okay. Growth is not linear. Growth isn't linear, at least of recovery and everything like that. Maybe a perceptions of just the action, the chain of events, sure, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> Um, but her, her growth is really inspiring to me and I'm, um, you are an inspiration in a lot of different ways. Don't ever doubt your self-worth and you always, whether you believe it or not, you do more than enough. Uh, remember you're human. <laughs> uh, if only it was that simple always, right? Just like, oh, I'm human. I'm, I can fuck up and that's okay. Uh, oh well. Oh well. Um, one of my favorite things to say, actually, is instead of, oh, well, say, oh, whale. And I think a giant whale, like a cartoonish kind of blue whale with its fins just going like kind of an, uh, like an uppercut almost like, oh, darn. Um, and he's making this talking in this weird, deep whale voice. Maybe it'd be like Dory, like, I'm speaking whale. And it's like, oh, whale. And I find that hilarious. And, and a more um, uh, dark humor joke. Or not necessarily dark. That's not what I want to say. More per crass dark. I love also saying you're welcome instead of uh, thinking saying welcome. I like welcome. I don't know why I have this weird obsession with whales. Um, but anytime I think of that, I think of uh, a whale penis because a whale penis is a dork. So I think of anyone who's ever been called a dork, and I'm like, you're calling someone a whale penis, and that makes me feel weird. That doesn't make sense to me. Uh, is that an insult? Because those things are massive. You know, I mean, just by the property of a whale, you know, you don't need to go look up a picture of it or anything like that. Just to know that, you know, a multi-ton animal has got a giant dong. And that's, yeah, oof, weird. Weird. Why are we calling people whale penises? Why? I don't know. I don't get insults. I mean, an ass is a donkey. I don't get that either. Donkeys are pretty cool. They're strong pack animals. Well, not pack animals, but, um... Is it pack animal? Is that the right word for, like, working animals? Like, water buffalo and, like, I don't know, sheep? No, that's not right. Sheep don't really work. Goats? Goats, work. Goats do work. I don't know. Like, they're super, actually, important. Like, we, humans would not be the same in reality without donkeys. Something bad about being an ass. I mean, in, nowadays, in 2019, everyone wants to have a fat ass anyway and, like, eat ass and all that weird stuff. That's not weird. I mean, hey, your kinks are kink. It's 2019, everyone's into butt stuff nowadays, but, I mean, what's, you know, why are these insults? I don't get it. Like, you even take the word fuck. Like, everyone wants to fuck. What's wrong with, why is that a bad word? I don't know. I mean, I guess I have to, let's see, yeah, now, now this episode has become lo Logos, so maybe I should just say this is Logos Part 2. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's, I've, I've, I have some questions for myself now. My perception of this episode is changing right before our very ears. As we listen to it. Yep, that's what, that sounds right. That's, that, that feels right. It doesn't, doesn't actually really feel that right because I want to say see before our eyes, but we're not, you're not, I don't think you're looking at this episode. If you are, and if you're driving, please don't. Put down the episode and fucking drive. Ugh. Scary. Put down your phones, people. I'm, no one's perfect at it, but, you know, you're, you're worth living. Um. Wow, I got really off topic there, didn't I? I mean, no, I guess not really if we're talking about perception. You know, I just talked about all these different perceptions on different words that I have. I guess that kind of counts in some way, shape, or form. Well, at least I think it does. 
I don't know. I'm also laying on my bed while talking on this episode because I have my new setup within everything like that, and I can just tell you that, boy, it feels like a fireside chat or something like that. I love this. I don't know why I was doing this before. I was so formal before, sitting up and on a chair or a couch, and just like oh, I'm all professional. I would. I don't know, man. I like this. This is nice. I'm comfortable in my bed. I got my dog on me. I'm talking about whale penises. If that's not a when is today? Two, two, Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday night. Hell yeah, man. What are you doing with your life? <laughs> That's stupid. You can do whatever the hell you want with your life. <laughs> um, oh, so in summation, you know, I really, I really find that interesting, you know, and it can be how our, just our conscious thought changes so much day to day and i don't i don't know how to speak for someone who doesn't have an internal monologue because that literally doesn't make sense in my head and maybe because of that's all my mental illnesses and all the intrusive thoughts that have come through and everything like that now luckily i would say i've treated and um, overcome mostly you know knock on wood right um but i don't understand because certain people don't have internal monologues man and if you don't have an internal monologue please talk to me about that like i have i just want to know how you perceive reality like, are you literally just living in the moment every time? Like, what is it like to think? And you solve math. How do you... Yeah, like, I don't know. Are you, like, are you just always confident? Or are you just never not confident? I don't know, man. I just have so... I don't know how that works. It doesn't make sense to me. And I want to understand it better. And maybe that's how you just be. Maybe those people are enlightened. That'd be pretty fucking cool. Um... I don't know, man. That's that, uh, if you don't have an internal monologue, or you know someone who doesn't have an internal monologue, please send them my way. Whether it's um on my Twitter at um the descent into, or no, it's into the descent. Yeah, into the descent. Um, yeah, just send me a message on there, or you know, f- um, find my. Oh, I'm not gonna give out my private social media. Um, just don't feel comfortable. That's not what I want to do. This isn't for my own private social media. Or if you can email me at um into the descent. Or uh, the descent, yeah. No, that's my Twitter. I already said that. The descent into is at Gmail is the email. But if you so to reiterate, because that was really confusing, please message me on Twitter at into the descent or email the descent into at gmail.com. If you or your loved one or someone you know is uh, does not have an internal monologue, you could, could be rewarded with cash compensation. Um, same thing if you have mesothelioma, please email that knowing infomercial ad, but I guess that's actually important because we're trying to get people money who have had uh, potentially avoidable cancer. I don't know. Basic questions again. If you or a loved one have worked in asbestos or anything like that, you know, infomercials from my childhood. Um, but, so I don't know how that works with perceptions, and I don't mind to begin talking about how the, the lack or not or the the lack of internal monologues have or, or does not have on perception because again just don't understand it um but you know just by living a day-to-day life like so today for example actually t- the past two days i've had really good food yesterday i went to like organic ethio-african um with my friend marissa and uh, we had um, uh, Ethiopian food, and oh my god, that corn and the lamb, so good. Um, and then today I went to this hand pie place with uh, my roommate, and Mia Moore, um, Mr. Skyler. I uh, hope you're doing well. I know you don't listen to podcasts, but you know, I hope you're safe on the streets tonight. Um, 
and oh my god those hand pies oh they're like kind of like pasties in a lot of ways and so they're like you know a little bit bigger than the size of my hand um i don't know and i guess that's a horrible comparison because you have no idea how big my hand is if you've never met me um i don't know like nine inches to a foot but no nah, it's not a foot big that's way too big I don't know, like half a foot to a foot big, six inches. I don't know how many of that is in centimeters. Sorry if you live outside of the U.S. To like nine inches, maybe. I don't know. That seems big still, too. Of like these meat pies. So they were so good. I had a turkey dinner one and I had a chicken pot pie. And he got a Cubano one and a Jamaican jerk um, beef one. Oh, they're so good. So good. But like the knowledge of just these two places. And not let alone just the knowledge of their existence and the delicious food they have let alone the conversations I had with, and I had a very extensive conversation with uh, my friend Marissa, and uh, me and Skylar, you know, we always just BSing back and forth talking about life, you know, that's our entire relationship, essentially. Um, you know, let alone those perception changes that occurred just through communication, but just, and knowing of these new places I can go and have these delicious, yummy foods, both of the places I can eat foods with my hand to, and I firmly believe that that's actually the episode I wanted to talk about yesterday was all food should be eaten with your hand, and I still firmly believe that. Um, and so I really, because I just love eating with my hands, I think that's just a traditional, delicious way. I do like chopsticks though, too, but just the existence of these places, I'm not able to go out and share new food places and delicious food places with other people. And um, maybe expose people to different cultures that they haven't had. I have now, uh, I was able to learn words that were in Ethiopian yesterday by just looking at the menu and talking with the guy and having these delicious food options um, and learn a little bit more about a culture. So now I have a little, and we we're able to have that perception change. Again, this isn't even including the conversations I was having with these people. Just by eating a meal. Um, delicious meals. Oh, I just brushed my teeth though. I should, I should probably shouldn't be eating again. Because um, I don't want to really brush my teeth if I don't have to. Because I am still lazy. Oh, wow. I'm almost at 30 minutes. Well, I'll go ahead and start wrapping up this episode. I have no idea what this episode was. And this, I think, is one of my most uh, sporadic and chaotic episodes I've recorded to date so far. And I think that actually does a really good job of highlighting of just the shifting of perception. Because I do still think that the perception is this constantly evolving thing. Anytime you're taking in processing new information, you are inherently changing your perception. Um, whether you are refuting it or not, you are now aware of new information and that fundamentally changes the stakes, quote unquote, in your head. And I think that is fascinating. And I think that because of what the whole summation of this episode is, is, is that that constant perception change is a huge influence on what you manifest and what you do in your everyday life and how you change things and what you would do, whether it's going to the gym one day because you want to be able to live a healthier life or staying home because you need to take a mental health day or, you know, I'm going to play video games tonight or whatever, whatever it is you do, reading a book, whatever it is you want, which inherently would also change your perception too. Um, but these constant things is such an integral part of what you actually accidentally, whether it's consciously or not, manifest in your everyday life. And I think that is a huge thing to be aware of as we all trudge towards our descent into illumination. And of course, remember you are loved. You are not alone. 
please contact me if you ever need to talk if you want to share your story if you want to be interviewed i'm happy to interview anyone who wants to share the story i do have a friend mallory you know who you are i do need to interview you next time you are over here i'd be happy to interview you or maybe we can interview at a meeting sometime we'll figure it out i love you all have a great whatever time of day it is Thank you for listening to the Descent into Illumination podcast. Feel free to email me at thedescentinto at gmail.com. Please follow me on Twitter at IntoTheDescent. Thank you very much again for listening. Please remember that you are loved, you are not alone, and that you are worth it.